I want you to think about your energy is water, especially your heart energy, your intuition energy. It's, it's water, all that caring, compassionate energy. It's very watery. And water without boundaries is just messy, okay? It doesn't do anything. If you just pour water on like your tabletop right now, tell me like how that's helping anyone. Does it feel good? No, it's just like trickling everywhere in every direction. It's like thin puddle. When you put water in a glass, okay, now we're getting somewhere. That water has a boundary. It has a container, right? It's being held. You can drink it. You can store stuff with it. You can wash it. You could dip your paintbrushes in it. You can do so much with that water now, right? And it's like that water can do something and your energy that can do stuff when you have boundaries. You can do what you came here to do. Welcome to Cosmic Rx Radio, a podcast that gives you real-life tools of spiritual empowerment and pure hype. I'm your host and intuitive guide, Maddie Murphy. I'll be serving up your weekly energy readings, cosmic boss interviews, and astro inspiration. Are you ready to love yourself more, manifest your dream life, and own your magic? Let's jump in. Hello, my cosmic cuties. Welcome back to another episode of Cosmic Rx Radio. Yes, I am your host, Maddie Murphy. It is me, the cosmic consultant, coming at you with just some tips to just stay aligned. I love one of you on Instagram. Listen to Cosmic Rx Radio if you want tips for your week ahead, month, slash life. That's what I'm here to do, just tossing out some information that's helped me, and I hope it helps you. So if you're new here, this is one of my solo episodes where I just do a mini, a mini deep dive. That's kind of a paradox, but roll with it. A mini deep dive into some cosmic coaching. I work with people, creatives, entrepreneurs, visionaries, change makers, And I do coaching with them to help them step into their power and their purpose and deeper into their truth and help them hopefully just live aligned, abundant, juicy, super authentic lives. And that's what I want to do for you on these little podcast episodes because I don't have time to sit down with each and every one of you. I hope I do one day, but this will will hold our place in the meantime, okay? So grab yourself a cup of something yummy, sit down, and treat yourself to a little cosmic coaching session. I do my sessions by the zodiac season. I am a Virgo. I love a system. I love a map. I love structures. I love containers. And truly, the zodiac seasons have so much to offer us, so much for our self-actualization and self-growth work, but they really provide a map of, you know, what's the energy? What do we get to kind of focus on in that season? How do we get to turn like take a topic that the season is focused on and how do we turn that inward and look at ourselves and use it as an assignment. Like I'm just going to focus on these things for this season because I don't know about you, but when it comes to self-growth work, it's like stressful AF. There's so many areas of your life to tackle. It's hard to know what to do first. So with that being said, the time of this recording, it is cancer season in 2021. So we've been talking about last week, we did abundance mindset tips, sort of, I would say like non-conventional abundance mindset tips for cancer season, because cancer season is all about flow, energy, 
baby. And this week, we're going to talk about the spiritual practices of cancer season. And for me, one of the most important spiritual practices of cancer season is about setting healthy boundaries, how, why it's important, but also just some practical advice if you are someone like me who seriously has struggled with boundaries. Here's some stuff that worked for me. That's, we're going to get into all of that in today's episode. And, you know, just a little disclaimer, if you're listening to this and it's not in cancer season, it still applies. It still works, especially if you have a lot of cancer in your chart. This may be something that you may want to work on all year long. It might be part of your soul assignment. And if you don't have a lot of cancer in your chart and you're like, I'm good on boundaries, then just keep on rolling. Click over to the next episode. Share it with a cosmic crab, mystical moonbeam in your life though, please. They may need it. So before we get into all of that, you got to do the podcast announcements. Like, do you even podcast, bro, if you don't ask people to rate and review your podcast before you go into the meat and potatoes? So here's a little appetizer, a little amuse-bouche, if you will. Rate and review. I love hearing all of your ratings. It helps us. And because you're helping us, I want to help you. We pick one winner a Zodiac season who's left a rating to win a one-on-one rating with me. So yeah, I don't know how long we're going to keep this going for, but for now we're doing it. We're doing it well. So leave a, a click on the stars, preferably five if you, if you can, but be honest, but also be gentle, be gentle with me. Leave a rating. Make sure your Instagram handle is your name, the username, so we can find you. I can slide up in your DMs and tell you if you want a session with me. So that, that's, that's an announcement. Other things just like, wow, I'm having so many epiphanies this week about alignment and flow energy and what it means to stay aligned and how you just don't sweat things when you're aligned. Like you just hold the pose as my cousin Kirsten would say, and you just like, Mm -hmm. You stay in your truth and you just don't worry if something doesn't work out or if someone doesn't like what you're doing or you feel rejected or you feel like you're on some kind of weird delay or detour, but you're in that alignment. It's crazy how it comes back and it's actually like, no, you're so protected. This is happening for a reason. That rejection was your protection. That delay you had was important. That detour got you actually to where you needed to go. So, you know, I've just been kind of thinking about this a lot, but really one of the big keys of alignment is boundaries, right? Like it's one thing to know who you are, to know what you desire, to know your heart's truth, to know your worth, but without boundaries, it doesn't really mean anything because you're just going to like waver out of that pose so hard. You're going to like swerve out of your lane so quickly. So I'm really excited to dive into this today. And my last little announcement before all of that would be, oh, I got to do my mailbag. Mailbag time. Boo, boo, boo. I grew up on Long Island listening to like such cheesy talk radio that I really sometimes wish I had like fun, cheesy sound bites, whatever they're called. So mailbag, if you want to submit a question... In the show notes, there is a type form that you can just pop your question on and I will uh, I will hopefully be able to answer it. So we have a good one here. I thought it was very cancer season appropriate. Let me just pull it up. Hold, please. Okay. Andrea from Texas. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. If it's Andrea, Andrea, I apologize. Ask, 
can you give some tips on how to remother yourself and why it's important? And this is awesome because I totally want to do a whole episode dedicated to this. Another one of you listeners slid into my DMs about it, Alyssa. I was like, oh, I want to do a whole episode, but I already have the boundaries one planned. And truly, it all ties into each other. So I'm going to do like a mini, a mini little hot take on remothering. So why I say why I'm like, oh my God, this is so perfect for cancer season is because cancer is really the sign that's most associated with the mother. Cancer is the sign that's most associated with the divine feminine because cancer is ruled by the moon. Every zodiac sign, as a reminder, is ruled by a planet or a luminary. If you don't know yours, look it up. It's super interesting, especially your rising sign. Whatever planet rules that is your chart ruler. So I'm a cancer rising. I am ruled by the moon. That's why I love the moon. That's why I do everything, my teachings based around the moon, based around the lunar phases and the zodiac wheel, and also why I suck at having personal boundaries. Because cancer is the sign of wanting to take care of everyone, the nurturer. Again, why it's associated with the mother. But the thing we leave out of the conversation a little bit is that cancer is associated with the mother, but also with the maiden, with the crone, with the many archetypes of the feminine, which could be everything from, you know, earth mama to warrior woman to the vixen. Like there's, there's lots of archetypes. We can talk about that in another episode if you want. But cancer season, truly a great time to come back into a place, take 28 days to remother ourselves. How do we nurture ourselves? How do we talk to ourselves instead of being so hard on ourselves, instead of being so critical of ourselves? How do we begin to act like, yeah, like we're little babies and we need, we get a chance to be really gentle with ourselves and no hate, no shade to mothers. We love them. They are superheroes. Moms are amazing, but moms don't always get it right. And I know some of us have mothers that are super neglectful, avoidant, narcissistic, super toxic on that end of the spectrum, but we still bless them and we love them. And they probably just took that on from some inherited pattern or trauma that they picked up on or something they didn't get when they grew up. I'm all the way up the spectrum to our mothers who are amazing, but they're still flawed because guess what? They're human. So instead of sitting there and like licking our wounds and just blaming our moms for everything and you know, it's good to have awareness of the patterns. It's good to be clear with them. Why I love like spiritual practices to complement things like talk therapy. You can kind of have that aha of like, oh, I got kind of fucked up from that thing my mom did or taught me or that example uh, she led me through. But then you can be like, okay, but I can do something about it now. I, I'm empowered. The power is back in me to do something about it. That's why I love cosmic empowerment. And our mothers, why it's so important is because, you know, whatever our gender identity, whatever our sexual orientation is, we all like our mothers are our, if you don't have a mother, uh, primary caretaker that was feminine or female, like is like our first lesson around the feminine we learned from our mother. And even if we don't know our mother, our mother carried us in their wombs and we can pick up on a lot from that. So even if you didn't know your birth mother that well, if you never met her, you actually still like picked up on every emotion, every energy, every anxiety, every worry, every uh, wish, every bit of joy is imprinted on you through the womb in some way. And you know, this is also science backs this up. We regulate our nervous system with our mothers and, and you know, yada, yada, yada. It goes on and on and on. But it's a lot. It's, it's a lot is what I'm saying here. And of course, on top of that, we live in this larger landscape of this like very patriarchal society that causes a lot of harm, a lot of pain, a lot of trauma onto the feminine. 
So all that mothers are doing the best they can. There are struggles, but we're here to like change that and to break those curses so we don't pass those on, right? Whether we want children or not, we all get to like end a cycle with us through awareness and through tools and through support. So no matter what, a lot of us have some sort of wound, something we didn't get that we needed from our mother. So we're not lambasting them, if that's how you pronounce it. We're not like ripping them down. But, you know, remothering work can help us in our relationships. It can help us in our self-care. It can help us like step out of self-sabotaging. Remothering can help us uh, receive and ask for support. Remothering can help us with like body dysmorphia and disordered eating. Remothering helps us with boundaries and consent to what, you know, what kind of treatment and behavior we, we will allow. Remothering work can help us step into our dreams and not feel like we have the projection of our mother's like fulfilled or unfulfilled dreams on us. Remothering work can help us move out of shame or playing small, feeling needy, feeling resentful, feeling bitter, you name it, not feeling good enough, not feeling worthy. I could go on. So are you sold yet on remothering work? Okay, let's do it. So basically, fundamentally, remothering work is anything that is going to be caring to yourself, nurturing to yourself, making safe places for yourself, treating yourself with warmth and compassion, being protective of you and your energy and your body, feeling gentle, feeling soothing, feeling supportive, being kind to yourself, allowing yourself to receive. So these are all like um, more energetics of remothering and some actual like tactical, real life practical ways to do this may look, let's get some real life examples how to remother yourself and I'll, I'll try and go through this a little fast. But obviously meditation, tuning in with your body and you know, giving yourself deep love, deep scan, asking yourself in the morning, three to five minutes, what do I need right now? What do I, what do I need today? And listening to yourself. What do you need more rest? Do you need to go more? Do you need to gift yourself something? Do you need to take better care of yourself? Just something as simple as that. Great way. Remothering yourself, connecting to the earth, connecting to mama earth. She is like our major mother, mama earth, grandma moon, energies of connecting into like the more larger metaphoric mother energy is great because it takes away the like trigger energy we can have around like the human messiness of the word mother. If it's something that you're struggling with, like look for motherly energy in nature. See how nature holds you. See the inspiration there. And on the same kind of path, like making a list of the ways you see like good mother energy show up for you and, and around you and examples of it, because it's hard for us to cultivate and feel that which we don't have awareness of, that which we don't name. So that we actually see a mom who like takes really good care of her kids and be like, wow, that's a great example of a mother or what you wish you had growing up. Write it all out. And that way you can realize what you may need because, you know, we all can watch someone be a good mother. We can all think of good examples of a mother, but what I need is going to be different than what you need, okay? Maybe you need a mom who was more fun and lighthearted and laughed with you. And maybe I need a mom who provided me with more structures and boundaries and consistency or something, right? So like everyone's example of what that, that mother energy, that ideal mother energy, even though it doesn't really exist, but in terms of like examples of how it plays out, it's then you can know like, okay, those are good things to do to myself and, and start cultivating for myself. Of course, honoring your emotions, listening to them, letting them like teach you uh, what they need to and holding space for all of your emotions. Creating a soothing, comforting bedtime routine for yourself is a great way to remother. Like 
literally like a little baby, everything, put on like a noise, white noise machine, put some essential oils on the diffuser, do a Himalayan salt lamp, like tuck yourself in, like do like, like, you know, clean, wash your sheets, have them feel whatever, like the air temperature, put a fan on, it'd be cool. And really wind down, like tuck yourself in with care and love. Okay. Uh, so many other things, but you know, a few things, finding pictures of yourself at different ages and asking that version of you what they need from you and doing things, setting boundaries, taking care of yourself for that version of you. So powerful. Keeping that picture like on your phone, on your desk, on your altar and seeking help when you need it. Like whether that's help from a friend, medical, dental, therapy, therapeutic, like legal help, like seeking help and letting yourself receive that is really important. So there are so many things that's like my like hot take on remothering and it leads into the boundary conversation. We're going to dive right in right from there. That's just getting us warmed up to talk about boundaries. So thank you, Andrea, for that. And now let's, let's jump in. Let's jump in to like we can't have a cancer season without talking about boundaries. So real talk, this is my thing. Like every tarot, psychic, astrology, akashic reading, you name it, I've ever had is like, uh, you need to work on your boundaries. You need to ground down and work on your boundaries because your girl is off in outer space. I uh, spent a lot of my life like disassociated or like living in like a fantasy land or like out of my body. So I had to ground down. And then a lot of my time just having absolutely no boundaries, which adds to that like disassociating from your body feeling because you're leaking all of your energy everywhere. Like my boundaries are so bad. I literally don't think I said no to like anyone. (laughs) It's hard to describe. Like I don't want to say I was a good girl because I actually did a lot of rebellious stuff, but it was like sneaky rebellious stuff. I didn't like being told what to do. So I wouldn't just say no to someone. I would like manipulate my way around it in the back, like behind the scenes and be like, I'm just going to find my own way of doing this. So I, I don't even want to say that I totally get to be like in the good girl camp because like your girl is bad. She's a rebel and not a good rebel when I was younger. Just like, mm, no, I don't want to be told what to do, but I also don't want confrontation. I feel like I was raised in a household where I was just like, nope, no to confrontation. I don't like that. I don't like the way it feels. You know, as someone obviously who is sensitive to other people's energy, there's a discomfort when you put up a boundary. And if you can feel that, you will probably 9.9 times out of 10, just be like, you know what? I don't want to feel the other person's discomfort. So I'll just roll over my own boundary because I can deal with that. So, you know, there's a lot of factors at play. A lot of us, for me, like saying yes to everything and not causing any waves, any ripples was just kind of like a survival thing for me. And I also thought it was like how I became worthy of love, of validation, of the things that I wanted to accomplish in life. I thought I had to do that by just making everyone else around me happy. I mean, like I could go on and on, but when I was putting together these notes, I was like, wow, Maddie, how are you going to even tell one example of a time you didn't have boundaries because it's like too many to pick from. It's like, tell me an example, a story of a time you ate a meal. You're like, I don't know. There's so many. But I was laughing thinking about one of the jobs I had in my 20s. I really wanted to work like in like the juice industry and nutrition. And I did eventually end up opening my own cold press juice shop. Shout out to Montauk Juice Factory. But at the time, I just was like, I felt so like insecure and like what I brought to the table in this new industry. I wanted to do something creative. I wanted to help people. And so I got this job. I won't name names, but if you know me, you know who I'm talking about. But I worked for this person and they were like, obviously, when you have no boundaries, 
narcissist. I know that word's like overused a lot and it is used overused a lot on Instagram nowadays, but like people who are narcissists or takers or like shameless entitled people like seek out, like I swear they're like, they can sniff out in a crowd, people who don't have boundaries. And I worked for this person and I had kind of a lot of weird like male bosses in my twenties. And I was like, I'm not going to work for men anymore because things get weird and some boundary always gets crossed or I get uncomfortable or I have to like stand up for myself and I don't like it. So I was like, girl power, I'm going to work for women only. I was very young, very confused. I was like, that's going to solve everything. No, turns out that shit, everything just follows you. Patterns follow you. That's why I'm like, you work on yourself. Everything else will shake itself out. I swear to you. But your girl, no boundaries with this boss did the craziest things. Like I had to like work on Thanksgiving, even though no one else did. And like I had to like go to her house and like, you know, walk her dog or like <laughs> she had to be like stalk like her ex-boyfriend's girlfriend on Instagram or like had to do like so many weird things. But one of the weirdest things was like, she's like, let's work from my apartment one day. And I was like, okay, like sure. And like, I was like, cool. I don't have to like go into the office. And she's like, let's work from my bed. And I was like, uh, okay. And it wasn't sexual at all, but it was just weird. And I just sat there like so uncomfortable, my body like screaming in discomfort. But I just was like, well, I can't say no because then I'm going to get like fired or make her or make her mad with me. And I don't like dealing with that or so... Yeah, so many examples, but that like sitting in this person's bed in this like beautiful, like Lower East Side apartment. And I was just like, why is this my life? Like, ah. So I went on a journey to learn how to set boundaries. I still suck at it sometimes. I'm not going to be here like on some pulpit preaching to you about like how I'm perfect with boundaries now. But I have learned the universe has given me a lot of times to work on it, right? I realized that every time I set a boundary, it's felt better for me and it's actually felt better for the people around me and the whole situation that I've been involved in has worked out better when I set a boundary because it's just cleaner. It's cleaner energy for everyone. It's like people respond to it consciously or subconsciously. It's just things work out so much better versus you trying to be everything to everyone or draining yourself or like sometimes with boundaries, it can be as simple as like saying yes to something you're not excited about. And then you go and like, why do you want to, why does anyone want you to be there if you're not excited? It's leaky. It's leaky energy, having no boundaries. And I always use the example of water, cancer season. It's a water sign. I want you to think about your energy is water especially your heart energy, your intuition energy. It's it's water, all that caring, compassionate energy. It's very watery. And water without boundaries is just messy, okay? It doesn't do anything. If you just pour water on like your tabletop right now, tell me like how that's helping anyone. Does it feel good? No, it's just like trickling everywhere in every direction. It's like thin puddle. When you put water in a glass, okay, now we're getting somewhere. That water has a boundary. It has a container, right? It's being held. You can drink it. You can store stuff with it. You can wash it. You could dip your paintbrushes in it. You can do so much with that water now, right? And it's like that water can do something and your energy that can do stuff when you have boundaries. You can do what you came here to do. And then your soul feels good because your soul's like, great, we're fulfilling our mission versus like leaking it out all over the table. And then the tighter you get with your boundaries and the more clear you get, and it's a journey and it's a practice and it takes time. 
but you can feel yourself when you stay in that alignment and you're just like pew, 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 saying no to things that are not your your truth, staying in your lane, that container, that glass turns into like a motherfucking fire hose, okay? And we know fire hoses, like, have you ever seen what a fire hose water can do coming out of one of those? That's the same element. It's water. It's the same thing as trickling on the table, but now it's putting out fires. Like, they have like fire hoses that can like cut through cement. Oh my God. Oh my God. You know how powerful you are when you have boundaries? Oh my God. And that's why also, shout out to society for really just discouraging fans from having boundaries because <laughs> it's like, wow, they're so powerful when they do that. Let's teach them to never, ever, ever do it. So personal boundaries, anything that's a guideline, rules, or limits that you create so that you can identify what are like the reasonable, safe, permissible ways for other people to behave towards you, but also like how you respond when someone steps over those boundaries consciously or unconsciously and the consequences we impose, all right? And trust me, a lot of the boundary work you're gonna have to do is with yourself. That's the spoiler alert. That is the the cosmic RX truth is like, my whole life, I was like, I gotta set boundaries with other people, all these toxic people finding me. How do they do it? I hide and they find me. And then honestly, I went through it. I did the massive weeding out, like your girl went full on weed whacker, pulling things up by the roots, getting rid of toxic people. And then I realized I still had sloppy ass boundaries with myself. I said I was gonna only work for a certain amount of time a day and, you know, work out to take care of myself not doing it. So I was going to eat breakfast. I didn't do it. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh my God, it's me. I'm the problem. So you have to also learn how to set boundaries with yourself. Okay. It's not always about some big, bad, like toxic, narcissist like all the instagram like infographics would have you think it's like always this other person but like that's setting boundaries with yourself okay and if you want to know like what it feels like to have a boundary if you're good at it or not it's really like why it's so cancer season like cancer rules the chest the breasts the belly okay and it's like that feeling in like your chest and your belly and your body you just feel like when someone crosses the line with you or you feel like you're saying yes and your body's like no or you're doing something and you could feel your energy like draining out of you rapidly okay and it's like feeling guilt over things and doing things out of the sense of like obligation guilt fear lack worry okay and usually you know it depends on the situation but we can feel like drained we can feel betrayed we can feel let down when these boundaries are crossed and we just need them we need boundaries to feel vital to feel like full of life force and it's a whole thing you know it's it ties into communication we talked about for cancer season we have to be direct in our communication the shadow of cancer energy is like being passive aggressive like moving side to side that crab when provoked and when that shit happens we don't honor our boundary right like the side to side passive aggressive is like someone being like oh my god like are you mad you know that i that i teased you for something in a group and you're like no 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 it's like no like i just think it's funny because like you don't ever tell jokes like that but like i wasn't mad and it's like okay well you're obviously mad because it's coming across in your tone and just being direct you know or someone flakes on you and you're like no it's fine exclamation mark in a text and just be like oh no i i, I am disappointed i was looking forward to seeing you 
I'm not <laughs> going to hold on to a grudge forever. But like, you know, I had to set aside time for you and it's a disappointment. And it depends, obviously, part of boundaries too is learning what dial do we turn up? You know, the level of the boundary that's being crossed. Of course, this can go all the way up to when like a personal or physical boundary is crossed and that's not okay. You know, if someone touches you inappropriately without consent, that's when like your boundary, you boundary ninja, just like, no, absolutely the fuck not. And you have permission to do that. So it's also learning like, what are those like really hard boundaries you have? And then what are the boundaries that you're like, you know, I love you people, but like, I just be direct. Like this hurt me or like that didn't feel good. Feels the clarity. It's like Brene Brown says like, clear is kind, unclear is unkind. And when you're unclear with your boundaries, it's unkind to yourself and others. It leads to resentment. It leads to like leaky energy. I swear it leads to like disease and not feeling well because you're at dis-ease. You're at unease, like always. And it's really no way to live, okay? And we give away a lot of our power to other people. We give away a lot of our power just to life when we don't have personal boundaries. Okay. And also Brene Brown says it right away. Like she also says, when we fail to set boundaries and we fail to hold people accountable, then we feel used and mistreated. But like we are the ones who are setting that tone. Okay. And if you grew up in a house, you know, with any kind of narcissist or neglectful parents or fear of abandonment or anything, of course, then it's going to be really extra, extra hard to set boundaries because you're going to feel like they're going to jeopardize your relationship or jeopardize your ability for someone to love you. And you think that just by saying yes to everything is going to make you more lovable. I promise you it's not, okay? You don't have to violate yourself in order to receive love. You don't. That's just, that's not it. And boundaries aren't meant to punish people. And boundaries are different than like a hard and fast wall, putting it with someone. They're like personal, for our personal well-being and protection. And I always think of boundary as like, this like warrior energy, like a good mama bear energy, a warrior, this like strong energy that protects. Again, my cousin Kirsten taught me this years ago, like protects the lover energy in you. All of that creative, compassionate, magical, joyful, beautiful energy you have for the world. You need that, that warrior energy to protect you. You need your glass. You need your fire hose. So let, let's talk about some tips around setting boundaries, shall we? Okay. Before I get into the tips, let's talk about types, types and tips, eight types of boundaries you need, just because it's important to clarify that there's many different boundaries we need. One, physical, most important boundaries against receiving physical inappropriate or unwanted touch, comments regarding your appearance, proximity to you, comments about your sexuality. Uh, This is like the first and foremost, okay? Your body, sacred. You have the right to set any boundary you want with your body and shout out to the parents, modern conscious parents who allow their kids to have full body autonomy. Like you don't have to hug someone. You don't have to kiss someone. You get to honor your body. Oof, this is a big one. And a lot of us aren't taught this. So this is one of our boundaries we have to set with ourselves, right? And that also includes listening to our body, but that's a big one. Two, intellectual boundaries. Boundaries against like, you don't have to buy into opinions of others. You don't have to you know, so just because someone tells you something's obvious and you don't know that, this is like a borderline of getting gaslit. Being intellectual boundaries are a freedom to have your own thoughts, your own beliefs, your own opinions on a subject and just having the right to them. Okay, as long as they don't like hurt anyone or harm anyone, of course. But you know, this came up a lot in 2020. 
And you have the boundary to have that. Emotional boundaries, you absolutely have the right to honor your emotions, to also not have them be dismissed or downplayed because that happens all the time. Also, emotional boundaries, you can also set boundaries of other people dumping their emotions on you without permission, okay? Just because you're kind, compassionate, empathetic doesn't mean that someone can just dump all their shit on you all the time, okay? Another boundary, material boundary. Like you get to have boundaries over your personal stuff. Who borrows what? Especially if you have like roommates or coworkers who share a space with. You decide who gets to use your things, when and for how long. Anyone like me grew up in a big family. Um, we can feel guilty or weird around setting boundaries around personal stuff. But again, it's part, it's part of that clarity. Conversational boundaries, boundaries that dictate which topics you're open to discussing with other people. Like if you don't want to talk about your love life, when you're going to have kids, your sexuality, how much money, if there's just things you say, I just don't want to talk about that. That's just not on the table. A lot of these feel like going home for the holidays. I always think of these boundaries. Cancer season. That's why cancer, like we need boundaries. We learn a lot about boundaries or learn about what not to do with our family. Hashtag cancer. Boundaries against inappropriate comments, jokes, of course, like, no, don't make those jokes around me. They're not funny. Like racist, homophobic jokes, shut it down end of story. Time boundaries. This is such a big one for me, like the personal boundary. I can get really hyper fixated on stuff. I can like sit down for hours and like not get up when I'm working on something creative or just being like late all the time, like boundaries with your own time. So important, and especially boundaries around time of like how much you, you don't have to work on the weekends for your job. Are they paying you to work Saturday and Sunday? Because if they're not, then you don't have to feel obligated to do that consistently favors, free labor, time, it wasn't that your time is money, okay? Just because you can do something easily doesn't mean that it doesn't have value. So we don't work for exposure around here, right? So like your time is money and your time deserves to have boundaries, very clear ones on it. Boundaries around your content, like what you consume, what you won't consume. This can feel like, you know, again, with yourself, not reading certain hyper-stimulating or upsetting subject matters before you go to bed or first thing in the morning. Or if someone wants to show you something that's just like, there's a lot of like trauma porn on the internet and you could just be like, I don't want to watch that. Someone the other day was trying to show me a video of a car accident that happened and I was like, I can't look at that. Don't show me that. Like I, I will send love and prayers to anyone involved, but like, no, I'm blocking things that make you uncomfortable on social media. That's all part of content boundaries. And then of course, spiritual boundaries, energetic boundaries, spiritual boundaries of like protecting your space, anchoring your space, calling it light, doing like your energy protection work in the morning, but also spiritual boundaries against what you, you have your own beliefs, like you're entitled to your own beliefs, your own connection to spirituality, God, source, spirit. No one, you know, gets to force you into having a certain faith, a certain belief. And of course, spiritual boundaries are also people don't get to spiritually bypass over things. They don't just get to say like, oh, that's all love and light. It's fine. It's not a big deal. Or like, ooh, don't bring up those uncomfortable subjects because, ooh, they're low vibe. And, you know, you sometimes the spiritual boundaries, you're also, you're allowed to have negative emotions, you're allowed to have negative experiences and still be a spiritual person. Duh. But those are just important things to clarify and lay out because there's different types of boundaries. And understanding that list helped me get more clear on like where the boundaries were super leaky in my life, right? Because like when you just think about in general, it's like, oh, it's a lot. It's a lot. I feel like I'm teaching a class. Any questions on that? 
I love just talking to all of you. I love talking into the void, but then I hear back from you all on Instagram and everything makes me so happy. Okay. So quote I saw, I hope I pronounced your name right, but Rachel Walchin had an amazing quote. It said, givers need to set limits because takers rarely do. Woo, child. Givers need to set limits because takers rarely do. I want to do one of those like TikTok just dancing in front of the quotes right now. I'm doing that. I'm just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. People who are taking from you, they're not going to be the one to set the boundary because they're benefiting from it. And likewise, the only people who will get really upset and really mad when you set a boundary are the people who are unfairly benefiting from them, okay? And we're going to be like, okay, okay. Acknowledged you just showed your true colors. Thank you for that. The first tip I have of setting boundaries is no is a complete sentence. <sighs> the art of saying no, it's so hard. Oh my God, that word just makes me like, feel like blah, like word vomit wants to come after no. No, but maybe sometime soon, maybe later, like keeping those open-ended things, right? No, and you're like, I've talked myself in circles after I said no, and I've talked myself back into doing it without the other person. Just a one-way dialogue. Convinced myself back into doing it. So practice saying no when it feels right and just know it's a, it's a full-on sentence. Saying yes to things you don't want to and then doing the task or doing the thing and feeling resentment or burnt out or bitterness, anger, it doesn't help, okay? So just say no and just know that that is it. That's really like, that's a lot of the work right there is just saying no. So after you identify and figure out what boundaries, you know, that you need to work on, learning that no is a complete sentence. And I also recommend in boundary work, doing some journaling, doing some therapy, doing some, you know, work with a, a healer or a coach of like, what, why, why do I struggle with these? What did I learn as a child about this? You know, that makes me feel like I had to go with the flow or be liked. What did I learn? What were the consequences I learned about confrontation or saying no? And really the biggest thing is like, what am I afraid will happen? What am I afraid will happen if I say no? What am I afraid of losing? Because once you realize we have this fear usually as a child of like our security, our safety, if we say no to something, we put up a boundary, our parents aren't going to love us, we're not going to have food, we're going to be all on our own. This is like very primal. But as an adult, you're like, yeah, maybe I'll make someone uncomfortable. Maybe they won't like totally like, I won't be like their favorite, favorite person to say no to this. Or maybe I won't, they won't even care at all. But like when you talk yourself out of it, you're like, okay, I might actually have this irrational fear, this story I'm telling myself about this. So it's really important to do some reflecting work. A really important with boundary work is throat chakra work. We can feel something in our body. We can feel it in our heart. But if we don't have the strength to communicate it or have those words, then we're not going to be able to stand up for ourselves. We're not going to be able to be seen in that. We're not going to be able to put up that like that force field with our throat. There's so many great ways to do that. I should do an episode, bring on Carissa, one of our cosmic coaches in the Fit Club. She does a monthly throat chakra workshop. But really, like if you're working on it in your throat chakra, blue stones, any blue crystals are great. Mantras, chanting, practicing, like saying things clearly, loudly. There's throat chakra meditations, obviously. And then just like how to set a boundary in a few steps, truly. There's a formula. I love things with like an anatomy. If you want to write this down, just to like keep it like so easy in the beginning when you're building a muscle, 
make it easy, make a template for yourself, make a boundary backup plan, like have it literally in the notes of your phone, whether you have to say a text email or say it to someone, follow a script. If anyone ever does that like phone sales or something, it's like, yeah, it's really hard to cold call people. I did it in college, but follow a script. It's like, I'm just following this script. Doesn't have to take so much energy to think about what I'm saying and have to get all like verklempt and like wringing my hands. I could just, just follow the script. So like the first thing of how to set a boundary in just three steps, I don't know where I found this years ago, but I've been using it. So if someone knows this is like from somewhere, let me know. But I found this like three part anatomy years ago. It helps me. First step, be compassionate. I love that part because just saying no, like just N-O to someone, I'm like, well, I'm not going to like, someone's not going to read long text for help. I'm like, no, period. <laughs> Sometimes I knew that, but be compassionate. Something example of like, I really appreciate that offer, but, or I hear you or like, you know, like just someone to see them and their humanity a little bit. Okay. Again, love and compassion. We can have all that. We don't have to apologize. We don't have to feel guilty. And we definitely don't have to make them feel like this is an optional or like this is up for negotiation, up for discussion, right? We're being clear. We're being honest. We're being direct. So the first step are being compassionate. And the second step, like I said, be clear. Don't beat around the bush. Don't sugarcoat it. Uh-uh. Be direct. Don't offer an excuse. Don't be wishy-washy. So the first part, I really appreciate that, dot, 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 but I can't make it. I can't do that. I can't attend. That's it. Okay. <laughs> and the third step of the boundary setting is just being okay with that discomfort, sitting in it, sitting in the discomfort and noticing, A, wow, it doesn't kill you. Cool. Okay good to know. It may feel awkward. It's okay. And if it feels really shitty, you might be feeling that person's embarrassment or that person's anger or that person's whatever it is for having the boundary set. It's okay. That's for them to deal with, right? You can feel other people's emotions, but it doesn't mean you're responsible for them, especially back to part one. You were compassionate. You were kind. We're being clear. We're not being a dick. We're not being rude. We're not being toxic. It's okay to sit in that discomfort. And it'll just get easier as you go, right? One of my dear friends, Colin Bedell, he also attributes this, I think, to Brene Brown, but he says, Madwa, it's like the moment of discomfort and then you walk away. Sometimes you've set that boundary in person like that. Like, what? I don't think that joke is funny about racism. I'm thinking about this because this really happened to me last year. And you can want to over-explain it and why it's not funny, but we all know why it's not funny. And you just sit there, moment of discomfort, and walk away. Madwa. Okay, so... No is a complete sentence. Silence is the punctuation mark. You don't have to explain. You don't have to fix their discomfort. I promise you it gets easier as you go. There are mantras you can do, affirmation work to support your boundaries. Um, it's not my job to fix others. It's okay if others get angry. You know, I don't have to anticipate the needs of others. That was big for me. Nobody has to agree with me. I have a right to my own feelings. It is my job to make me happy. I am enough. Okay. These are all great mantras for this. Okay. So you gotta, you gotta have boundaries. Okay. Saying no is so important. Having these boundaries get clear. And the more you get clear, it's that fire hose energy. Okay. It creates a container. It creates clarity. It creates space for you to live your fulfilled life for your yeses to come through, right? We have to say no so we can make room for the yeses. Even like, I think Warren Buffett, for God's sake, said like being a successful businessman, whatever, you know, I don't really like love him. I don't really know him, to be honest. It says like, 
the key to success for business people, saying no more than you say yes, okay? So you heard it from him, classic old rich white dude, all the way down to, you know, we know these truths on like a, a spiritual level. You gotta do it, okay? So practice, and you know what? It makes space for the things that are aligned to come in, whether those are the friends who respect you and like love those boundaries, whether it's the work, career, jobs that allow you to be in your gifts and your purpose, but also to rest and take care of yourself and to do it from a place of like, yes, this feels good for me too. Or relationships where people who like love you and match that because people match your boundaries that you set, like teaches you, teaches them your value and how you treat yourself. Okay. So we're doing it. We're setting boundaries. They're magical. They are badass. They help you feel good in your body. They help you light up and they help you be more of you, be you to the fullest. All right. So let me know how this is going. Let me know your relationship with boundaries. How does it feel? Is there something you want to learn more about? And slide into my DMs. A lot of you do. And I love it. It makes me so happy. Some of you have sent me the sweetest notes over the past week, uh, especially. So let me know how it's going with your boundary setting practice. Tag me at I am Maddie Murphy. And like you saying no to your mirror or something. Tag us at the Cosmic Rx or just slide in my DM. Let me know how it's going. All right. You deserve to set boundaries activate that inner warrior. And even if your just voice is shaking and you want to shit your pants, just say no. It's a complete sentence. Silence is the punctuation mark. You got this. Happy cancer season. I will see you next week for our next episode. Mwah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to know more about Cosmic Rx, head on over to thecosmicrx.com. And if you really love this show, I'd love it if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I super love hearing from you and reading your reviews. All right, you cosmic baddie, tune in next week. And until then, remember, love yourself fully, work your magic, and take no shit.